She's always buzzing just like Neo, Neo, bone out the bone. <laughs> My guitar sounds are always the same. <laughs> bone out the bone out, Neo, Neo, oh, oh, oh. Who knows how long, how long, how long. She can go before she burns away. Listen. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> Step back on Friday night. Different song now. <laughs> what you like? How you going? He's gonna mix up John Mayer and Chicate like that. Yeah. The remix. <laughs> the remix. It's Thursday. Hit the intro, sweetheart. Let's get it popping. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Awake and Bake with B. Mo, yeah. This is your Solution to Baked podcast. I want you to think about us like Howard Stern meets Tom Joyner with a freshly uh, with a freshly rolled joint in the morning. We are discovering all things black through all things black, and I'm not ashamed about it. Okay. okay. Some people try to tell you, hey, you shouldn't focus your all attention on black folk. They're only minority. Shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> this is for black people. This is an African people's chat only. No, I'm playing. White people, y'all welcome to come in. Get this truth because y'all need some freedom too. Okay. With that being said, I am your host, BMO. We need to make sure we're saying a loud and resounding good morning to the lady of the house, the producer of the show. Good morning, lady of the house. Good morning. Now, I know we got some new folks on here today. Wes Felton, I see you. What's up, player? Sleaze, welcome back. TL, what up, man? Hey, Kendall. Good morning. On air problem. On air problem. That's oh, my on man. Air problem. My man from St. Louis. <laughs> nice. He's one of the DMV men of media. I saw him. I heard him, and I was like, "You sound familiar." Yeah. I haven't heard this talk in 17 years. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, damn, I'm old because it's more than 17 years. I ain't been in Missouri since I was 13. Wow. I'm damn near 33. Yeah. Anyway, but I know some of y'all are new to the show. I need y'all say good morning to the lady of the house, okay? Put it in the chat, okay? Knock the dust off your thumbs. Say good morning to the lady of the house. I will accept loss, okay? But we'll make sure we're saying good morning. There will be respect in this house, goddammit. Good morning, Brima. See what I'm saying? Thank you. I appreciate it. There will be respect in this house. We have some very interesting things we want to talk about you. Ah, not, I'm sorry. I didn't even get to that part yet. As always, we're being sponsored by and brought to you by the good folks who are at the Washington Informer Bridge, wibridgedc.com.com. Why can't I speak this morning? Let's get it together, BMO. What's with the lazy mouth? What's going on? Tip of the tongue and the teeth. Tip of the tongue and the teeth to the lips. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get it tight. 
As always, we're being brought to you by the Washington Informer Bridge, WIBridgeDC.com. Dot com. God damn it. Maybe it just come just on my mind this morning. I'm sorry. <laughs> or W or at WI Bridge DC on all social media platforms. Okay. And as always, my man, the media prince has his season two of what's going on DC. We want to thank him for always sponsoring the show. His time is coming out though. So let's make sure we run this ad for art and entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> we bring you culture and taste art and entertainment. We bring you history and politics. And we got all things D.C. I even got you covered, Maryland and Virginia. Welcome to What's Going On, D.C. To my, to, to my, to my, to my new people um, and also to my old people, just as a reminder, if you're on Instagram, you can get the full screen action because you can see all the art. We got different things popping up on the lower thirds and below and above. And if you want to donate to the show, you get a special announcement. But either way, if you want to see the whole full screen situation, jump over to YouTube or Twitter. Links are in the bio or just type in B-E capital M-O. Okay, I need niggas to respect that capital M, all right? Um, and you'll be able to find us on those platforms. You can always donate to the show. We did a cost analysis, the sweetheart and I, we did a cost analysis one time. You can always donate to the show. $217 it costs to put on the show, and yet we do this Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we don't charge you niggas nothing, and I don't ever plan to. But if you want to donate to the show, please do that. Hit bemoauthentic.com backslash rent D-A-R-E-N-T, to put a little something, something on the show. I know some of you niggas on here got some money, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, so don't be shy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then also there, you can also become a wake and bake with Bemo night, uh, a wake and bake, wake and bake with Bemo Patreonite. Okay, it's a lot of words going on. Ten dollars a month, we get you to make some exclusive content. The lady in the house will be posting for the first time this weekend. I'm so excited about it. Oh, I will. Uh, well, I will be posting for the first time this weekend. I don't know about the lady in the house. Tea time with the lady in the house coming soon. Uh, but we'll have some exclusive content on. Uh, um, on the Patreon. Also, if you come to Patreon, you get discount on the merchandise, okay? As you can see today, we do have on, I didn't want to wear it prematurely because I feel like that's a little corny. <laughs> we do have the Wake and Bake Fest commemorative t-shirts. They are available. Make sure you go to the same place you got your ticket, bemoreauthentic.com backslash Wake Bake Fest, and you can put in your pre-order for your shirt today. If you're hearing this voice, I give you $10 off right now, right now, but you got to put that in the email for the pre-sale, Okay. Woo! That's a lot of a lot of announcements. Yeah. One more pre-roll. We do have one more pre-roll. We want to thank the good folks over at Chris Cardi. Um, they have sponsored the Wake and Bake Show for the next two weeks. Okay, we are bastards on here. We got the dry run happening this weekend. So if you are interested in joining Chris Cardi, uh, the team at Dry, which is the 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 dry cleaning services, and then one of my favorite nonprofits in the city, one of my favorite places in the city, the Congress Heights Arts and Culture Center with my girl, uh, Kiana. If you are interested in joining that, head over to Chris Cardi on Instagram at Chris underscore Cardi, like Cardi, mm-hmm. um, and we'll be get you signed up right there. You may or may not see my semi-thick ass walking through the, fa- through the marathon. <laughs> Either way, make sure you go check those things out. We have some great things we want to talk to you about this morning. It's Thursday, so you know what that means, lady of the house. You know yeah. what that means. Mm-hmm. Man, I think you should say it this time. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> it's time for the... Paul Robeson. <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award. Woo! Yeah. It's a good one this week. And if you know me, 
you already know who it is. <laughs> if you know the era of new blueprints that we in around the barriers of respect, you already know who the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week is. Uh, another topic we want to get to quite quickly is a scam that I've been noticing um, since the lady of the house and I, we've been trying to move for like a year now, I think. It's been a year? Chill. Oh, Leah, I was saying child. I mean, it's been a, it's been a grip. <laughs> I feel like we've been telling niggas we were moving. And but yet, here we are. Us, yeah. Y'all move yet? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> here we are with the same wall. So I want to have a quick conversation about a scam that's going on. But the first conversation I want to have, and I feel like, uh, let's do a quick, let's do a quick poll. We ended a Tuesday's episode with this quick poll. Let's do a quick poll. Throw in the chat some type of black emoji if you feel like Black people increase the value of Twitter. Throw a quick emoji in the chat, a black one, if you will. Black fist, black palm, black face, black mother, black chef, black gardener, whatever. There's a whole lot of black ass options on the emoji page now. Shout out to that. <laughs> but if you feel like the presence of black people on Twitter has increased the 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 the, the wealth or the the value of Twitter, put a put a black ass emoji into the chat. Now I want y'all to know. <laughs> nope, not even gonna do that because I'm gonna try. Last time I was trying to be sneaky and it, and it didn't work. This time I'm gonna be sneaky. All right, let's just do some. Let's just do a quick recap on our first topic. Right, the first topic of today is actually about the sellage. The sellage. That's right. <laughs> the sellage of Twitter. Who was that? Which which dude was that? Is it Jeff Bezos or Elon, Elon. Musk? Elon Musk, yeah. the African American, if you will. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You know what's wild? What's up? We don't have a name. Yeah. We are nameless people. Yeah. <laughs> We've been renamed so many times. Has anybody <laughs> ever thought about that? Yeah. We are a nameless, homeless people. I'm so glad that Ghana did the homecoming. At least somebody want us back. So please. <laughs> we need a home. Mm -hmm. We need a home. Oh, black people don't got no home. We ain't even black for real. That's crazy. Anyway. Anyway, um, before I get too deep into the conversation, um, the s Twitter was sold to Elon Musk. Must? Musk. The boy's last name is Musk? Yeah. Too rich to be played? Oh, musky ass boy. <laughs> put the tweet up. Put my man tweet up. My man Carlos Smith put up a tweet the other day. And we've had this conversation on Wake and Bake with Be More. I think season two it was season two of Wake and Bake with Be More. We had this conversation about the dangerous connection to value and presence. Oh, excuse me. The dangerous connection between value and presence as it pertains to black people. My man Carlos tweeted us up. Read the tweet for me because I can't see. Black Twitter ran the value up on all the social media shit. Black Twitter ran the value up on all the social media shit. Is Black Twitter a real place? <laughs> Are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think so either. Um. Here's the interesting thing. Before I start to drag in you niggas, here's, here's the interesting thing. I say it's a dangerous connection between presence and value because your presence has no value. If you, yeah, I said it. If you don't pay, then you are the product. If the product is free, then you are the product. Mm -hmm. So in what world does the usage of Twitter, does the, 
the self-claiming of a space on the public domain, where does value come in at that? This man bought Twitter for $44 billion. If there was value in black Twitter, how much did he break off the black Twitter? How much did he buy black Twitter for? (laughs) And we still using it for free. We still, and we're still using it for free. See, here's my, I have no problem with black people, with us trying to find value in the activities that we do. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a very dangerous game to play to say that your presence alone is the value to a situation. That your contribution to a culture that's a response to trauma is your value to some social media app. Mm -hmm. That somehow your express, your free expression of incoherent uh, uh, incoherent writing mm-hmm. has somehow added value to the world. Niggas ain't write no books. Right. Niggas ain't publish their own tweets. Mm-hmm. Niggas didn't create value off their own situations. I don't see it. And if Twitter were to shut down tomorrow, what, what do you have to show for it? Right. But you got value though. Right. The biggest trick that white folks could play on you, and I hate to talk like this because I sound like one of them niggas like, hey, the white man do this and the white man do that. But the biggest trick that white folks can pull on you is having you believe that your value is just in showing up. Mm -hmm. As Toni Morrison said, and I'll say this a thousand times again, if I take your race away, are you any good? Are you still strong? If I take your black Twitter space away, do we have a place to talk publicly Mm -hmm. unfiltered? (laughs) No. Right. Twitter been around with 13, 14 years. We've developed a space on Twitter, right. a space so much that niggas have claimed value in this space. But if this space is taken away from us, do we have a public domain to talk unfilteredly? No, because ain't no niggas start no magazine. Ain't no niggas start their own board. And when they do, what happens? They fail. Right. Why? Because we don't join. Right. It's the same criticism I had of the National Cannabis Fest. Every nigga I know from D.C., excuse the generalization, most niggas I know from D.C. don't want to be from here. They don't want to be here. They don't want to see from here. They don't want to support shit from here. I want to. I will never understand it. Because niggas from St. Louis, they fuck with niggas from St. Louis. Right. Niggas from New York, they fuck with niggas from New York. Niggas from Atlanta, they fuck with niggas from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Except if you live outside Atlanta and claim you're from Atlanta, then apparently <laughs> you niggas is not Atlanta. <laughs> okay? This is the only place in the world where I have set foot with niggas from here and don't want to be from here mm-hmm. to the point that the, the participating demographic and the viewing demographic are aligned in the same thing. Mm-hmm. Why does that make sense? That means... If somebody had started Black Tweet Spot, you niggas would have been like, I ain't doing that black ass, janky ass shit. Right. And you would have been right back on that white man's domain claiming space there. They tried. They tried Black Twitter. So many times. Mm -hmm. Failed. So many times. Right. Is it infrastructure? Sure. Do we have enough servers to keep it going? Maybe. But you niggas didn't find out. Right. The same niggas who will praise old Twitter moments like having servers shut down. Remember that whale mm-hmm. used to be in Twitter jail? Niggas yeah. will celebrate that as nostalgia as is a fun thing. But when that happens onto the black space, we're like, oh, this shit janky and ghetto. Come on, y'all. Right. <laughs> but they got the nerve with a straight face. I don't even know how many people put the emojis in there. They got the nerve with a black ass emoji to say, I have, I have contributed value to Twitter. No, you haven't. <laughs> you have not done the thing. You have not done the work. Hey, but BMO, you on Twitter right now. I mean, what, what the fuck, man? You on Instagram? <laughs> you on YouTube? Yeah. I ain't perfect. <laughs> you don't need to be perfect to be respected. 
Oh, come on now. The belief that your your free presence, <laughs> right? Your free presence added value to the situation. Nah, nah. You another statistic. You are proof of diversity. Oh shit. Oh, oh. <laughs> you are proof of diversity. Nothing more. Nobody looked at your tweets and said, "Oh, this shit genius." Nobody studied Black Twitter to come up with some great insights for new campaigns. No, no new systems of blueprints were created from Black Twitter. It's just a space, mm-hmm. a space that's been sold. Right. Mm. Mm. You got any comments? Are the people spicy? Um, let's see. I hope Marcus punk ass here. Marcus, you here? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I say punk ass with love. Okay, we got a couple of black fists. Okay, we got um, who the black fist? Uh, Jay Fryer, Kendall, and T.O. Benton. Mm. Jay Fryer said, black Twitter is a thing, black Facebook isn't. Enough said. <laughs> um, Kendall says, the value is creation of new ideas, in my opinion. Metrics for selling to black people. Um, XI Magazine said, that's it. The value is intellectual. Another way to steal. Jay Fryer says, the value is only seen in by whites when it's gone. By then, it's too late. Mm. Mm. And then let's see. On YouTube, Brima says very interesting perspective. Hadn't looked at it like that before. Empress Michelle says, "Yikes! All valid points, though." Just saying, yeah. it is a dangerous game to play to place your value at presence. Mm-hmm. It's a dangerous game, y'all. Because what is the what is the generational lesson? from setting your value at just showing up. Right. We said this, that we were talking about, I don't know if we were actually talking, I talk so goddamn much. Did we talk about black excellence fatigue on here? I think we did. Um, black excellence fatigue comes from this article that I read from the Atlantic a couple of, I think it was like a week ago. That article was addressing Bel Air uh, and how Bel Air was using the aesthetic of upper class um, you know, luxury to attract the black demographic. Mm-hmm. And the writer was saying that, you know, uh, she has black excellence fatigue because it feels like in order for us to be respected or enter this conversation of respect, we have to be of luxury, et cetera, et cetera, right? right. I've interpreted black uh, excellence fatigue in a different way. We've been talking about it throughout season three, but the way that I look at black excellence fatigue is there is a conversation that happens amongst black people and we feel like in order to enter this realm of respect, we have to be perfect. Right. Right. Which is why this complete, that's why the, 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 I would say the theme of season three has been imperfection. If anything, some of the work that we do on the show is to show that you can be wrong, that you can be valuable mm-hmm. and still make your way to the right solutions. Right? right. So I understand this black excellence fatigue to a certain degree, but at the same time, I think what separates us from the animals, what separates us from the whites is that the response to respectability politics, the response to entering art, the response to having the new Negro movement in the Harlem Renaissance was actually to create excellent pieces of art, mm. <clears throat> right? So if the culture, damned if the culture is based on a response to trauma, if the culture says we must be excellent mm-hmm. or those who have come before us have been ex- been excellent, then it is our privilege to be excellent. Right. It is not our responsibility to be excellent. It is our privilege to stand on the shoulders of giants. Now, if you want to stand on the ground and look up, my man, <laughs> you got you it. It's yeah. room for you on the ground. Yeah. But if you want to climb that giant shoulders and stand up there and look out onto the promised land, onto the promised land of liberation and freedom to do the work, mm-hmm. 
Right. There's room for you. But I just feel maybe it's just something in my black ass heart that you got to try to be good, man. But we've we've also said. We talked about Cola Ray. <laughs> we talked <laughs> yeah. about Cola Ray. We've you can be a product said, of nepotism. You don't, no, you don't have to be say, good. I was going to say you can be mid. You don't have to. <laughs> we've talked about that too. Black mid matters. Yeah, black mid matters. <laughs> black mid matters, man. I don't know. That little Duval movie you watched was yesterday was a little below mid, dog. It was. <laughs> <laughs> <John> was trash. <laughs> that joint was trash. And it just made me think, I don't know how many people are here on Tuesday or last Thursday we were talking about doing the BMO show. When I see shit like that, I'd be like, we could do that. Yeah. Come on now. Right. We could create a bad movie. Right. <laughs> we can make a bad movie. We just need some funding for that shit. All right. If we don't have no more comments about black Twitter, um, I think I think what I want y'all to take away from the situation is that your presence is not your value, right? Your value is what you contribute to this world. Mm-hmm. And you just being black, shit, that ain't even what we supposed to be called. Right. Nigga, you not even black, bro. You actually a descendant of fucking Zimbabwe or some shit. And motherfucking Elon Musk is an African-American, so what the fuck are we? Right. And if you think about it, the African-Americans are colonizers. But you know, that's exactly. another conversation. Another conversation. Niggas don't want to talk about Africa. Shit, I barely have enough information to talk about Africa myself, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't be knowing. Let's take a let's take a rolling blade, because honestly, I'm trying to roll something right here. <laughs> let's um ooh, let's show. So on Friday, Saturday? The 29th. What's the 29th? Tomorrow? Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, the new music video mm. for Alt and Delete comes out. Their new project, Best of Me. Let's play that promo, and then after that, we'll play a little Delilah, and we'll be right back with more. Who can make we be? Your presence. Mm. <laughs> Is not your power. Mo, yeah. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Hey, hey, brothers, how y'all doing? Everything's great. Okay. This is for y'all. Oh, I want to invite y'all to a show later on. Oh, what's so, that? I go by the name of y'all. This is my man, Dip. Okay, for so sure. This is Go Go, right? Yeah, us, yeah. Yeah, it's Go Go? Something like that. Yo, this is Kid and Kid. This is hip hop, right? Okay, okay. I'm a. Go to the show. Yeah, yeah. All right, for sure. Don't look like R.I.B. Though. <laughs> I look like somebody for ransom. Right, right. <laughs> Have fallen in love with doing promotional videos. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's Make so sure fun. it's so fun every time. Every time. <laughs> every time that shit is so fun. Right. We actually have a we have a, we have a cute little picture that came from that situation as well. Oh yeah. Y'all see me in my influencer outfit, okay? Okay. I know y'all seen that. I am not one to give a fuck, okay? We're gonna get to the we're gonna get to the lie here in a second, but I'm not one to give a fuck about wearing the same thing twice on social media. Right. I know some of y'all, some of y'all haven't said it, but some of y'all see me on Monday in an outfit and then see me on Tuesday in the same outfit. And y'all just look at me like, wait a minute, I seen this nigga before. You have? I ain't shame. Shit. <laughs> Actually, uh, I haven't finished rolling yet. Let's play a little bit of Delilah. My man's, my good man's Owen. Mm-hmm. Owen M. Hart, not the wrestler. Owen M. Hart put out a beautiful piece about the crown act <laughs> called Delilah. We're going to play a couple minutes of that and then we'll be right back with more. Awake and make we be more. It's time to roll. Sha-ba-ba. Black hair continues to be a trending topic all across the country, discussed on multiple platforms and even getting the attention of lawmakers over the past several years. 
You know, there's just something about the pearls, the cakes, the patterns of an African-American woman or man's crown that's causing the conversation we're having. From locks to twists to curls, cakes and ways, from an afro to braids, but a lifestyle. There's been plenty of cases when this type of textural style is perceived as unprofessional. On one side, you have a white rep with a documented history of using a bush and slur. And on the other side, a 17-year-old African-American Cuban who has been visited more than 20 matches Delilah says to us, children of Samson, love me. Delilah says, I love those who love me, so learn how to love me. Delilah says, do as I say. Delilah says, doing what I say equals loving me, which equals me loving you. So if you truly, truly want me, then do this. Delilah says, cut it. This is no place for your hair or the God that resides inside of it. Side with me, Delilah says, pick me and not your hair. Delilah says the fruits of her ripe labor are at the tips of your fingers. Just cut off the history weighing you down. Delilah says it is not about where you came from. It is about where you are going. Delilah says she can fix your past. All of it, all of it was a mistake. Delilah says fix your mistakes. Delilah says you do not deserve her love until you fit the description, until the God in you fits the description. The God in your kinks is unprofessional. Delilah says that the God in your locks is simply too dreadful. All right, all right. We are back with more Wake and Bake with BMO. We want to thank you, Owen, for that wonderful piece of art. Make sure y'all check out Owen M. Hart, Owen m.hart on uh instagram and i think you just look up delilah by owen hart on youtube and you can watch the whole project it's about six minutes long it is a beautiful piece of art as i said on tuesday and i don't know if owen wants me to say it but i'm saying it anyway because he had work he can't he can't even get on my man owen picked up himself a construction job yeah not because he ended up he, he want to be a constrict career construction artist or that he want to you know get into 
the physical labor force. My man picked up the construction job with some very Harlem Renaissance shit. I need this money so I can make this art. Yeah. All right. I'm tired of asking niggas for for uh, for sponsorships and and donations and shit. Yeah. Let me get let me get these four five checks out the way and I can make this piece of art. So we appreciate you on for mm-hmm. doing it. The, I mean, that's the blackest way you could do it, baby. Right. Let's. I'm a trade labor for art. Whew. Today's blunt is being sponsored by the good folks over still over at Street Lawyer Services. I fuck with y'all. Okay, <laughs> Dave, I love you. Yeah. All right, I fuck with y'all over at the Street Lawyer Services. Um, they were at the National Cannabis Fest. I had a conversation with a couple of people over there. They had the same reaction that I had, which was very interesting about the National Cannabis Fest. If you want to hear more about that, look out for the new article that's coming out via the bridge. Or if you want to hear me read it, I did read it yes on 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 Tuesday show, so we can definitely get that done. Mm-hmm. We gonna spark this blunt and we gonna get to the Paul Robeson. <laughs> Actually, we are smoking lemon bean and Jack Herrera double sativa. <laughs> okay, but you know it's time for the <clears throat> Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award winner. All right, every week, every Thursday, we give out the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. Paul Robeson, if you don't know, is a revolutionary Negro. Time Magazine had to correct themselves. They put him on the cover of Time Magazine and said he was the most popular Negro in the world. Mm-hmm. The correction was he's actually the most popular American in the world, okay? Mm-hmm. The end of Paul Robeson, Robeson's career, unfortunately, ends with uh, McCarthyism and accusations of socialism because he was a socialist, okay? He was an anti-fascist. He believed in revolutionary... Uh, um, monetary markets outside of capitalism because we know capitalism won't save us. So the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week goes to the most dangerous and the most popular Negro of the Week. All right? And as the theme, (laughs) as the theme for this season's Wake and Bake, we be more is setting boundaries Mm -hmm. and expecting respect, you know there could only be one person (laughs) this week. You got it up already? Now I do. The Paul Robeson of the week is none other than Mike Tyson. (laughs) (laughs) It's Mike Tyson. Now here's the thing about Mike Tyson. I know that Mike Tyson has a scarlet letter on him. Went to jail for rape. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I think of Robin Givens of that. Oh, damn. A man has gone to jail. He's done terrible things in his past. Horrible human being from before. But I feel like the Mike Tyson we see now is a transformed individual. Hmm. I really really believe that because the way that he talks about healing, the way that he talked about his time in jail and, and improving his mindset and thinking differently, yeah. walking around and reading different books and engaging with different people so that he can expand his worldview. Mm-hmm. Uh, God bless Mike Tyson, man. I'm very glad that he's still here. There's a lot of niggas who were terrible people and then died terrible people. Yeah. Mike Tyson has had the ability to at least try to reform himself. And it looks like that's the case mm-hmm. until some punk ass white boy messing with you on the plane. <laughs> what that quote say? Social media made y'all way too comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the face for it. So I don't know if y'all saw. I'm not gonna play the video because I don't I don't do that type of situation. But Mike Tyson was being harassed on a plane. I don't know why he was sitting in coach. Anyway, I don't. He was being harassed on the plane by some drunk dude behind him. Was obviously looking for a type of response. The video cuts out, and then the video comes back on, and the dude is looking there like. <laughs> he's got blood on his face. He had been punched in the face a couple times by Mike Tyson. By Mike Tyson. Respect will respect is now expected. Right. Disrespect will not be tolerated or normalized. Period. And if that means I got to put hands on you, 
see. I just got to put hands on you. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely social media's fault though. Mm. People hiding behind screens thinking that you can go out into the real world and. So you're saying that's the value of black Twitter that you can throw a rock and hide your hand. That's what you're saying. I didn't say that, but. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, oh okay. Hmm. I've had so many arguments with dumbass niggas on Twitter. <laughs> so many arguments. And if we and if Twitter is, is dying, I would like to memorialize some of those dumbass arguments. I'll never forget. I asked a young man if he listened to black women. And he, he responded with statistics saying that you shouldn't listen to black women. And I was like, statistics? Statistics? Have you talked to a black woman? What? <laughs> have you heard someone in your community say, don't listen to me? What do you? Does he have a mother? Apparently not. My mother did. <laughs> That's not funny. That's not funny in isolation. But I was walking home one day and there was some niggas on the corner and one nigga was, bra was bragging like, yeah, my mama did. <laughs> like, what, nigga? What happened? It's dying? Oh, no. Will the lady of the house make it in time? Will the stream cut off? There's so many things happening so quickly right here on Wake and Bake with BMO. Anyway, we want to thank Mike Tyson for your revolutionary actions. I'm hoping the lady of the house can make it to the Georgia in time so that we don't get cut off. It looks like, uh-oh. Right there. Oh no, it's a short in the cord. Oh no, the drama. If only y'all could see what's happening around. I see the lady house butt right now. Hey. <laughs> All right. Okay. Wait, sorry. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. So that's our Paul Robeson Negro Week. We're going to give a hand to Mike Tyson. We got to, you know what we really need? We need an editor. Wait. I got you. Sure? Yeah. Yeah, that shit go off. I mean, it happened one time. That shit was wild. <laughs> right? uh, uh, we were like, what the fuck happened? Well, that shit is wild. Shout out to shout out to Mike Tyson. Am I dark? Am I good? You good. Okay, for sure. It just looked dark in the camera. That's the only thing I can see. Yeah, you you're brighter in real life than there. Okay. Yeah. Um Shout out to Mike Tyson. <laughs> shout out to Mike Tyson. We appreciate you, Mike Tyson. Any comments from Mike any comments? And is it is it you know what I noticed? Nobody, uh oh. So the Mike Tyson thing happened, right? Mm -hmm. There was no, we disappointed in black America. There was no, what if that was Betty White? <laughs> there was no, what about him? There was no, uh, feeling sorry for the white, for the white boy. Wow. It was clear harassment. Yeah. And Mike Tyson handled it. Hmm. Now, everybody in the world saw Chris Rock harass Jada, <laughs> but somehow. Some I know I, I said I wasn't gonna talk about it no more. But here's why here's why I'm gonna talk about it. Because what you niggas is talking about the internet, I knew it was gonna happen. These niggas is back to plate fixing. <laughs> These niggas is back to plate fixing and priorities and relationships. And if your house is on fire, would you save your husband or your child? <laughs> That's what these niggas is back on. Now we all watch Jada get harassed by Chris Rock. Now you could say it was a joke. I would say you full of shit. Because you mm -hmm. can't hide behind your profession. But yet ain't nobody ain't nobody feeling bad for Jada. Right. Everybody blaming Jada. Ain't nobody praising Will. But yeah, here we are praising Mike Tyson. Is it because it's Mike Tyson and he get away with punching a nigga face? Right. Or is it because he punched a white boy in the face and we got more respect for white boys than black women? Hello. Well, I was, do, 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 do. I was thinking they hold Will Smith to a different standard, but what you said makes more sense. And maybe they do. 
our third topic. So the lady in the house been trying to... We got any comments. I'm sorry. Uh, Blow Magazine says that was business class. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's, that's it. And he gave him that. Hey, Blow, I got to make it to Mammy's, baby. I got to make it to Mammy's. Here's the problem. Can I be honest? Can I be honest with the people for a second? You don't even have to ask. I don't have to ask? No. I be wanting to do social shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I be wanting to do social shit sometimes, but like, it take a lot. Um, 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 I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'd be wanting to go to, oh, actually I actually do what it is. It's transportation. Mm. Being car, I mean, the car, the art is still out in the yard, but it's broke down, right? At this point, it's sitting on flats. Oh, the, the tire's flat? Yeah, the tire's flat again. And that's the last thing I got fixed before it actually broke down was a tire. I'm like, how the fuck is the tire flat? <laughs> and it's just been sitting here. <laughs> nah, transportation is a motherfucker, man. Getting on and, in and, on and off the metro, taking an hour to get places, man, that shit ruins, that shit ruins your whole experience. Right. So it, I got to leave to go to Bammy's by three o'clock. You got to leave an hour early to get places. <laughs> nah, man. I, and I was sleepy yesterday. Like, so it was either go to Bammy's and be cranky or be sleepy. But I do have a good idea because I do want to go check him out. But I'm going to come check you out, Blow. I'm going to come check you out because the, the pi- <coughs> y'all niggas look renaissance over here. Y'all look fucking revolutionary over there. All right, let's get to the last segment. Check out my man Blow Magazine, too. Check out my man Blow. Blow, you got an actual magazine? I think XI Magazine is the people who are trying to interview me. Hey, what's up? What's going on? I'm definitely trying to get down on that. Get down, get down, get down. That's uh, uh, gold brown for y'all, if you ain't know. Last topic. This joint actually has been eating at my mind. I thought you showed me this, but I guess I just ran ran into it. Um... Randomly, we had a conversation a couple weeks ago about scams mm-hmm. and how the new scammers are smarter than you. Not smarter than what you think. They are smarter than you. Yeah. They have more resources than you. They have access to information that's public that you still can't obtain. Mm-hmm. The biggest one that I saw was the PPP joint. So when the government put out the list of everyone with a PPP loan, which exists, mm-hmm. these scammers took this list and are going down the list one by one to imitate the bank that you took your PPP loan through to say that you still owe the money. Mm-hmm. Now, my PPP loan, my PPP loan has been paid off and forgiven, gone. But somehow, Citibank's still calling me, right. talking about you owe more money than I actually took out. <laughs> which doesn't make sense because. They make can, no sense. They can see, they can how see much, the amount, right. but see, there they are telling me to pay the certain situation as if I'm just dumb. Praying on that. Mm-hmm. Praying on the desperate. So mm-hmm. the, I feel like the de- what, what's actually happened is the definition of the desperate has changed. Okay. The desperate used to be old folks that were sitting at home watching daytime television. Right. Right. Or, or the desperate used to be people who are looking for mail order brides, shit like that. Right. Now it's the same way, but except it's more accessible. Mm-hmm. Now I don't even know, but I guess what was what was his name? Uh, oh my god, he was a swindler. What's his name? Oh, uh, Rupert Murdoch. No, not no. He was a real swindler. Oh. It, was, it was it was a Netflix situation. What's that app that oh, niggas be dating oh, with? The Tinder swindler. The oh. Tinder swindler. What's his name? I can't even. I don't know. Fucking nigga name. But now I didn't know niggas are replicating this scam where they are enticing women into into. 
seemingly prosperous relationships and then draining them for cash. Mm -hmm. And it's not illegal. (laughs) I mean, if you put your real name up, you say who you are, and then you just perpetuate a relationship that's not true, and then have a woman gift you money, where's the illegality in that? Well... Yeah, okay. If you if you have a gift you money, but if you're doing it under false pretenses, then that could be theft. Or even money laundering, depending on how far you take it. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. You right, counselor. <laughs> counselor sweetheart, excuse me. I uh, watch a lot of you know. You know, you you watch your shit. Okay. Okay. Excuse me, counselor sweetheart. <laughs> I retract my statement. <laughs> what yeah. I was trying to do was create a segue between that and this and this this scam that I've been seeing recently. Okay. With a scam that's actually taken, has actually like illuminated some things to me recently. Okay. And that's the rental application. Why do you have to apply to pay rent? Mm. I have a very specific situation up here that I'm going to show y'all. But in looking for this very specific situation, I actually ran upon, excuse me, a fair housing complaint. Fair housing complaint was, why do you have to pay four hundred dollars? to apply to pay rent somewhere. And why is that non-refundable? Why is that not considered a deposit? Right. Have we not thought about that? I saw a tweet yesterday, a tweet of a stat that said that credit was invented in 1989. Looked it up, that's true. Mm -hmm. Actually, it was created in 1988, implemented in 1989 for the first time. Mm -hmm. I was born in 89. Yeah, in your lifetime. Tom Tom had been 32 by 89. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom Tom has hit, lived half a life. <laughs> you know, I need to call Tom Tom. I miss my man. I'm going to be honest with you. I miss my man. And Matt. Uh, but if Tom Tom was 32 and 89, yeah. he's lived another 32 years with a system that was completely made up. Right. So in 1987, he could come up to an apartment and say, hey, I got rent for this month, next month. You going to let me in? And a nigga would be like, yeah. Right. Now I got to pay $400 for you to read some shit that you know is trash. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. Why are we paying? Why are we paying rental fees? So here, I think I have a goal since we have a solution. Oh, is this the first direct solution that we got this season? Everything else has been kind of like in the clouds. Okay. First direct solution. You know who I want to talk to? Who? You know who would hear me out? Marcia Fudge. <laughs> you know who would be fucking with me right now? Mm-hmm. Marcia Fudge and Zar Asimwa. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the people know who that are. Marcia Fudge is the first black HUD director in 40 years, and she appointed racial equity czar. I forgot her first name, uh, but her last name is Asimwa. Is it Namdi? Is it Namdi Asimwa? No, that's that. That's the football player. Ain't it? I could have sworn it was, I don't know. I, I thought it was. Maybe not. I thought it was Namdi Asimov. Was it Namdi? I don't know. Maybe not. I forgot. I forgot her name. I mean, we're really bad with names. It's, it's the drugs. Anyway, uh, these two black women are leading certain task force to create racial equity in housing and urban development. I know that sounds distant, but I want you to consider these things. I've said this before. These two individuals are in charge with creating racial equity and neither one of these individuals were voted for, mm-hmm. thus proving that independent black institutions, the institutions that they came from, which is the creation of the Crown Act and Delta Sigma Theta, yes, mm-hmm. the Delta Sigma, ooh, ooh, Delta Sigma Theta, yes, the Reds, those, those institutions are more powerful than electoral politics, right? Mm-hmm. 
That's what that proves. What's interesting is the first thing that they are attacking, I don't know if I said this on the show, the first thing that they are attacking at HUD is inequitable housing appraisals. And I feel like every nigga on here knows what that means. Mm-hmm. We've seen that, and that's a very that is a very specific black problems. Here's what it is. We've all seen a story where black couple get ready to sell a house. Right. Real estate company comes in, they appraise a house at 250 grand. Black couple send this confused, like, what the fuck? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. We've all seen a story where that same black couple removes all their black pictures and have a white people show the house, and somehow the appraisal of the house there is almost half a million dollars. Right. It's like that. It's like that direct. We've seen it on local news. You've seen it on your Bill Mars. You've heard it on your um, <clears throat> what's that shit called? The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. You've heard it. You've heard it everywhere, anywhere that you are looking for intellectual black culture. They've talked about inequitable housing practices before this inequitable housing appraisals. Before this moment, I had never heard the government talk about that shit. I didn't even think. I didn't even think the government could do shit about it. I just thought of some shit. You got to check a nigga. Oh, we need more black real estate. We need more selling Tampa. What's the shit called? We need more selling Tampa. We need them selling houses, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I thought the solution to that was. But you mean to tell me there's two black women who have been appointed, not voted for, who are going to try to take care of this problem? That's encouraging. So I I have something else for you, Marcia Fudge. Let's get this rental application the fuck up out of here. What is that shit? Man. (laughs) And here's what I mean. Put up the screen after you finish lighting the blunt. Which one? Um, Um, It should say scams. It might be at the oh, very yeah. bottom. Okay. Or no fee skin? Yeah. Yep. So there's shit like this, right? Mm-hmm. I don't expect all the wake and bake will be when I used to read this, but essentially what is happening here is that there is a listing on Zillow. And what this person is insinuating is that through went through rental fees, the, this listing has been up for four months and 263 people have either viewed, contacted, or applied to have this rental. Mm-hmm. But yet, it has not been rented. But yet, That's there wild. is a $50 rental fee. So if I were to do the extreme thing and take $50 times 263 rentals, 263 applications, I know that might be obese, but let's just say that's the maximum profit. What is that? Hold on, let me get a calculator down here. Let me get a calculator. Got 50 times 263, BMO, is $13,150. And the rent is eighteen hundred. <laughs> Let's divide that by eighteen hundred. That is seven months in rent. Wow. That's insane. That is the let's just say ten percent of people did that. That's still a mother rent. That's still $13,000, dollars Yeah. That's ridiculous. And nobody lives there. Right. Boy, capitalism is ugly. It stank. I'm concerned. I don't know if I should put all my business in the street, but y'all know I've been evicted. I was evicted two times in 16 months. Y'all know this. You watch the show. You've seen what happened. I made some risks. They're paying off. But I'm wondering, there was that bill that was being passed around the city council in D.C., and maybe I should look it up for Tuesday's show, but there was a bill saying that all evictions would be forgiven after three years, right? Mm-hmm. Which then made me realize that, oh shit, evictions aren't forgiven. 
I've been really, con- I've been really wondering when we apply to these places in DC, are they gonna let me live in DC? <laughs> are they gonna let me live in? <laughs> anyway, we got the comments. Cause it's almost time for the burning question. Kendall said, we just went through renting a new place. It was rough, even though our credit is near perfect. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. And Kendall is a good, married, light-skinned man. <laughs> he got a good government job. Right. Got, he got money on the side. Right. He was in the military. <laughs> <laughs> and my man can't get a rental. That's wild. And then he said, can't knock the hustle. Who's that, Kendall? Mm-hmm. Hey, shit, we gotta do what we gotta do. I, although I will say, every time that I have rented a place in DC, and that's been through hook or crook, though. I'll be honest, I had to slide <laughs> some money to a nigga on the side, like, hey, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Ignore that right there. Mm-hmm. Ignore that right <laughs> there, because people are more powerful than capitalism. That's all I'm saying. That's why we should be probably engaging in a more, I don't know, socialized economy. But you know, hmm. no, I don't, we're not ready for the conversation. You know, I'm still not ready. You know, when I, we started the show, I was a pro capitalist. Yeah, I got a Monopoly shirt in there with a whole bunch of money money bags on. I'm afraid to look at it now. Nah, isn't it a sweatshirt too? Yeah. That nigga, that nigga bought Twitter with a debit card. He said they said 44 bill. He said here you go. <laughs> they said what? You know what? You don't need no loan. No, I don't need no fucking. You don't, you don't need a day. No, I don't need a day. <laughs> Swipe. Can I tap here? <laughs> Can, I tap? Can I tap here? Good lord, do niggas need that much money? You know, he also offered the UN, um, I think it was $6 billion to end world hunger, but he asked them to like basically itemize how they would use it and they didn't get it. So so world hunger is $6 billion, but right. Twitter was 44 Right. <laughs> because capitalism, that's why. But the racial wealth gap is eleven trill. Well, let me let me let me look it up just to make sure. The racial wealth gap is eleven trill. Elon Musk, an African American, bought Twitter <laughs> for forty four thousand. World hunger is six billion, and niggas think they presence on Twitter had anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> That's fucking crazy. That's fucking crazy. It don't matter if you're wrong. That's still crazy. Yep, 6.6 billion. World hunger (laughs) is 6.6 billion? World hunger (laughs) is 6.6 billion dollars? And Twitter was 44? Ask me to burn a question on the ropes. I got a goddamn attitude. (laughs) (laughs) What is, what? (laughs) Burn it. I'm serious. You gotta ask me. What was was the first thing we talked about? Was Was it that? First thing we talked about was niggas think they added value to Twitter. Niggas think they presence is enough to add value to something. You're wrong. I know it's new people on here now because we're across the nine o'clock time, right? Yeah. Well, it's nine on one. Yeah. Yeah. We got some- so it's new people on here. So let me um, let me act like a professional radio host. Welcome to Wake and Bake with B Mo. You can watch the full screen on YouTube and Twitter. You can always catch the replay on other times. Right now, we just finished up a conversation about what? <laughs> Are we talking about <laughs> scams? Are we talking about scam? Is the is the scam thing still up right now? No, I, I just okay. took it down. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, th- I have challenged Marcia Fudge, the director of HUD, to examine rental fees mm-hmm. as part of racial inequity. 
I know, and I know how many people are here right now, like 16, some people. I know every 16. nigga on here has paid a rental fee. I know it for a fucking right. fact. Right. Why? Why did you apply to pay more money? Damn. <laughs> that makes no sense. That makes no sense. <laughs> and so then we see scams like the one that we showed a second ago where there have been houses that have been up for months and months and months and have seen hundreds of people and have been paid hundreds of rental fees mm -hmm. still ain't being rented out. Come on now. Wow. Come on now. What's the burning question? Burning question. Uh, do 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 Okay. Uh -huh. um, let's back to the first topic. Mm -hmm. Since we do not add value by just our presence. Yeah. And we shouldn't just rely on, you know, being black. Yeah. What? Uh-oh, Lady House has stomped herself with her own yeah. question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, how do we show up and where do, like, where can we truly show value? If it's not through social, social media and, like, that's a great question. It's a great question with an obvious answer that I think illuminates the problem. <laughs> okay. the, so let me just let me just make sure I'm understanding the question. If if social media, if our presence on social media is not valuable, mm -hmm. then how does the modern black person show value right and my response is the answer to that is obvious it's even obvious to you but the problem that the answer is so obvious but yet somehow like lost to us mm -hmm. is indication that we have been lost in this system for too long right because we show value by creating art mm -hmm. by creating pathways of liberation right by being great people by looking good mm -hmm. by having beautiful kids um, our contributions to society right <laughs> like by doing things yeah. but somehow in the last 13 years the popularization of social media has convinced us that if we don't show these things right. then they are not of value mm -hmm. I think niggas are still doing these things because I, I see them on Instagram I see you on Twitter I see niggas doing real shit out here yeah. okay <laughs> we play music videos twice through each episode of Hawaii can make we be Oh, that are usually um, popularized mm -hmm. because of social media. Right. But we did the thing, right? We made a video. Mm -hmm. The value of that is not how many likes we got on social media. Right. I think we have to return. I think we have to return back to that mindset. I don't know. Can we? I don't know. Because niggas say shit like, you know, camera eats first. You never heard that? You never heard these influencers say shit like that? Like you go to a restaurant and be like, oh, camera eats first and they like take pictures of their food and then they eat? You know how perverse that is? Wow. <laughs> that you have to show what you've had right. as value before that you can actually nourish yourself? Right. What's that? What's the hierarchy of joint? What's the little triangle joint? Maslow. Yeah, the Maslow, Maslow joint. You mean to tell me your picture for social media is at the point? <laughs> nah, niggas is fucked up. <laughs> niggas is fucked up 
So I think we have to, uh, what is our worth? Our worth is in the things that we do. Our contributions to our community, contributions to ourselves, the expansion of our imaginations, mm-hmm. the expansion of our identifications, the liberation of black women, mm-hmm. because if they ain't free, if they can't maximize and we can't do a motherfucking thing. Yeah. Um, shows like this, listeners like the Wake and Bake with Bemo Nights, mm-hmm. the ability to donate to the show, I mean, to be able to liberate communities <laughs> within ourselves, you know what I'm saying, move that capital. Um, the Wake and Bake Fest, I don't know. I feel, I feel like we finna go do it right now. Mm. We finna go do it. I think we have to just get out of this trap mindset, this trap thinking that um, my uncle said to me one time, Uncle Kelvin, what up, Kay? My uncle Kelvin said to me one time, I think it was during the Trayvon Martin situation, he said, our generation has confused publicity with advocacy. Everything that you do doesn't have to be big, splashy, loud, mm-hmm. understood, heard for it to be effective. Right. And I don't know. I think the internet convinced every nigga they had the ability to be a star. And because every nigga thinks the only way that they can be liberated is to be a star, because shit, that's what it feels like. It feels like the only way that the only people that are really respected mm-hmm. are the people who are fucking perfect until you slap a nigga on the stage at the Oscars. Then you're not respected no more. Right. So if that's what we if that is the common thought amongst not even the common thought, if that is the perception of them niggas that we can't even be respected unless we huge and every nigga trying to be huge and the internet provides an opportunity for every nigga to be huge, then all of us are trying to present as if we are this big entity so that we can gain respect. You don't have to be perfect to be respected. Cut that shit out. Matter of fact. You know what I want you to do? I had a challenge last Thursday to black women. I said, black women, today I want y'all to not apologize. I think that might be two Thursdays ago. I have a challenge to every black person on right now. Fuck up on purpose today. <laughs> be a couple minutes late. Forget to send that email until tomorrow morning. Don't hold the door open for the person behind you. Overspend. You know what's one I struggle with? What's that? Not moving on the sidewalk. Don't move on. Bump into a nigga today. <laughs> Make a mistake today. You've earned it. We want to thank y'all for listening to another episode of Hawaii and Make We Tuesday and Thursday, 8 a.m. ish. Spark you a blunt. Let's get high in this bitch. Where you make we be more? We got some comments, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I need some water. Right. <laughs> um, Brima said, "Y'all have a great day. Thanks for another great episode." Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brima. Mm-hmm. Nurse Brima, that is. Hey. That's right. That's right. Let's see. Taven. Hey, Taven. Taven! What's up, man? He said the shit is in so plain sight at this point. Um, Slee said he still chose Twitter. Talking about Elon. Mm-hmm. An African-American. <laughs> An African-American. We are nameless people. Right. Uh, Kanye's net worth. 
Kendall said, because I need a place to live, BMO. <laughs> That's why we paying rental fees. <laughs> All right, whatever. Uh, Blow Magazine said the pandemic illuminated that black Twitter is Twitter. Mm. That's why that white South African bought it. Mm. <clears throat> he also said stand in the sun. Um, Infame Oda. Mm-hmm. He said on the nose with that. Blow Magazine said black labor and black love are the most popular commodities on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taven said Instagram don't show the like the amount of likes anymore. Mm-mm. Chrissy said done and done to our, our challenge. Nice. Fuck up today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Instead of strawberry, give somebody raspberry. <laughs> They'll be all right. <laughs> Baby Blue said, wait, you lost me at overspin. <laughs> I know, right? That's a hard one for niggas, though. That's a hard one for right. niggas, man. <laughs> I saw, <laughs> I read in a report, I think it was a, I can't remember whose sales report it was, but it was like black people come to the store and spend, uh, it's like a little ratio. It's like, it's like a dollar, um, a dollar amount. It's a fuck. It's like a, it's a symbol that represents a dollar amount over or under what each uh, customer is expected to spend in the store. Right. Okay. So for black, for, for, for green, not green people, for white people, it was like all the way in the green. Like they might spend like $200 extra. Yeah. Like Latinos, it might be like $40 less. Yeah. Right. For black folks, it was like dead center. Like niggas, go, if you go spend $116 at the store, <laughs> niggas go to spend $116 at the store. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> On planned visits, right. man, especially with online, fucking online shit. I came here to buy this. Right. <laughs> That's real. It's pretty funny. It was pretty funny. But no, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> Kendall said, yep, y'all get better every episode. I appreciate that. Well, that's crazy. Thanks. Thanks. All right, I got to go because, you know, okay, I got yeah, yeah, to be yeah, on time. Yeah, cool. The job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe I'm not going to choose that mistake. I'm going to choose another one. <laughs> not, today. Not, not, today. Not, not today. Not today. Not today. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't, man. So Tuesday is May second. Okay. Okay. As of Tuesday, mm-hmm. I will be a full time <laughs> contractor slash employee. I guess it's mm-hmm. <laughs> a hard work to say. Through gritted teeth. Through gritted teeth at Creative Theory. Now I don't want nobody to applaud. Because it didn't, it didn't, you can applaud if you want to applaud. You can do what the fuck you want to do. Celebrate how you want to. Celebrate how you want to. Do what you must. You can do what you do must. What the fuck you but do. on Tuesday will be the first day I have to gather myself. I don't even know what for. I think it's just the PTSD. I'm going to be honest with you. You know I've been, you know, like a Benjamin Button, the dude who said he could get hit, hit by lightning. <laughs> you know I've been fired six times. <laughs> Good Lord. It never, it, <sighs> the first time was, I was completely surprised. <laughs> first time I was fired, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I still remember the white lady's face. I, she was talking to me and I was like, Wait, am I being fired? And she was like, yes. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Damn. <laughs> Is there any way, anything I can do? Nope. Shit. Oh, well, damn. 
Is there a is there a stereotypical box? Like, yeah, nope, <laughs> nope. I just had to. I didn't even have a car at the time. I had to walk outside and walk that. And wasn't no Uber. Was this, a, <laughs> was this New Orleans? Yeah. Oh, damn. You're going to be okay. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> man, I hope so, man. All right, y'all. Uh, we're going to leave y'all with... Um, let's leave them with Technicolor. Technicolor? Yeah. What do you think? Technicolor? Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. The new video coming out on the 29th, so we'll have a different video to run. Mm-hmm. Um, That's tomorrow. Ooh. Yeah, tomorrow. So we run a new video on, uh, on Tuesday. I'm going to holler at you, Kendall. We'll get it done. Um... Yeah, congrats to them. And good morning to my people. What happened? <laughs> uh, Jada Imani M says, please write a show. <laughs> please write a show? Mm-hmm. Lord of mercy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. How many people here? I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. 12. You know I'm in tune, right? <laughs> I say that, <laughs> but I mean it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm in, I be, I'm in tune. Mm-hmm. We can make a hit show here in D.C. Absolutely. We can make a hit show. I could be the lead of the show. I could produce the show. Yeah. But in order to do that, I need every nigga I know who's best at what they do Mm -hmm. to do it for free for like six months and complete and actually have it as a priority in your life. If you could do that, and I mean a full six months, mm-hmm. I mean we put we wake up in the morning, five in the morning, we put in four hours before I go to work at nine, mm-hmm. right? We do that shit Monday, Wednesday, Friday, get together on Sundays, have ten hour writing camps. If we can, if we could do it the butt plug way for six months, yeah. we'll create a hit show here in DC. Yeah, but I don't got no money for you, and I'm not trying to fundraise for it. I'm just trying to do it, mm-hmm. and all y'all niggas got the equipment, and all y'all got the access. Mm-hmm. So if we if if I can get ten niggas to play us to do that shit, we have a hit show in DC, and that should have changed the life of everybody involved. It would change your fucking life. Right. I'm talking Emmys. We gonna get a Grammy out the show. I don't even know how. But let's do yeah. it. All right. Let's end it with Technicolor, which is a proof proof of concept that we can make great things. All right. Okay. No more comments. I gotta go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Good morning, y'all. Hmm. If you name no place in time, I'll be there. It could be another life. I'd be there for you. If it gets cold, I won't. And if it's too loud, I'll calm it down. And if it gets dim, if it all fades out, I'll see you in Technicolor.
If you name a place in time, I'll be there It could be another life, I'll be there for you And if it gets cold, I warm you And if it's too loud, I'll calm it down And if it gets dim If it all fades out I see you in technicolor Oh I see you in technicolor I do I see you in technicolor Oh I see you in technicolor I do I do I see you in certain colors. 